Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Living Well series, where Dr. Jones teaches about the spiritual disciplines that build spiritual maturity, which ultimately leads to Christ-like living. Now let's join them for today's message. Next chapter one, and we're going to look at just one verse at this moment, just one verse in Acts chapter one. And it simply says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria into the end of the earth. Today's title is Tell the World. You've heard me say this, and I'm going to say this to the day I can't talk anymore. One of the most exciting things you can do about your faith is to share it with other people. You want to get on fire about walking with Jesus? Start talking to people about Jesus. This is a spiritual discipline that helps us grow in Christ's likeness because we're walking out exactly what Christ has called us all of us who follow him, to do. I know we live in a culture where that can be scary sometimes. But the first thing I want you to wrap your mind around is this. If you have placed faith in Jesus Christ, you know the forgiveness of your sins, past, present, and future. You know you have the hope of eternal life with him. One of the things that's expected is you sharing your faith. The first thing I want you to get is that evangelism, sharing the gospel, is expected. When you think about expected, like, you know, something's been given to you to share. The expectation is not that the good news of Jesus Christ stops with you, but that God's plan is that he wants to use you so that others may know what you have come to know. You may say, what's evangelism? But evangelism is simply sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Sharing the good news is presenting Jesus Christ to unbelievers so that they may come to trust Christ as Savior and live for him as their king. That's that's what evangelism is. It may seem like it's hard and you got to know all the Bible. I got to know every book of the Bible and I got to be able to quote scriptures. No, no, no. That's 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 not what evangelism evangelism is simply this sharing that message that saved you. If you've been saved, you know enough of the gospel of Jesus Christ to share it somebody else. You don't have to have all the answers. Somebody asks you a question, you're like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. That I can get you that answer. I, I, I think I know somebody that can answer that for you. Be honest. Say, I don't know, but this is what I do know. And you share what Christ has done for you. Who Jesus is as your Lord. Evangelism is expected. We see here in our passage, he says, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. You see, there are multiple times in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20, where Jesus gives this command. He gives his expectations. He says, look, this is what I've told you. Now you go out and tell others. Go share this message. Now, you may sit there and think, well, that was for the 12. That was for the apostles. That wasn't really for me. But if you, if you look at what the command was to the ends of the earth, and he says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. Well, he's not just talking to those standing before him. 
because they weren't able to physically do all that he's commanded. Who he was talking to was all of his disciples. So if you've said yes to Jesus, that means you are a follower of Jesus. And part of your call and your walk in this life is to share that message. It's to share that message. Now, I know it can seem intimidating, and you can read in Scripture, and you say, well, I, I'm not an evangelist. That's not my spiritual gift. I see, I see in, in Ephesians 4, 11, one of the gifts he's given to the church is the evangelist. That's not me. Well, yes, there are some that have been spiritually gifted, that at a higher level they're able to evangelize and instruct others on evangelism. But don't abdicate the calling expectation that all of us who know Jesus were called to go tell people about Jesus. If we're not doing so, you know what we're like? We're like smoke alarms in our house that don't work. Wouldn't it be awful for a fire to break out in your home full of your whole family? Everybody sleep. And as the smoke rises, the smoke alarms don't work and nobody hears and everybody suffers. So when we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we use that term, see, gospel just literally means good news. When that, by implication, what does that mean? There's, there's some bad. You know, when we say, I've been saved, what does that mean? Like, if you're sitting there like, man, I got saved from so-and-so, I was delivered, I was rescued, that means some, I was headed towards something bad. Something, something bad was going on, and yet I've been rescued out of it. This is not just advice. This is good news to be shared. And we've been called to do so. There's an expectation that Jesus carries. You'll see I have as an application says, make the paradigm shift in your mind that evangelism is reserved for the professional or the person with the spiritual gift of evangelism. I want you to shift that thinking. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the deacon. It's not just for the one that went to school and went to seminary and they've been trained to go out. No, it's for all of us. But, but this, is, this is what I love about Jesus Christ. He gives us commands and then he tells us, but don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about doing it by yourself. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about doing it in your own strength. Because while evangelism is expected, it's also empowered. Like He gives us power to do so. He gives us what we need to go out and do what he's called us to do. If Christ has called you, you said yes. Do you know that he's built you and put the power in you? to do everything he's called you to do? I want you to wrap your mind around that, that anything that Christ calls you to do, he's built you and given you power to do it. So when we walk around and carry the expectation that we are to share the good news of Jesus Christ, it's because he's built you and empowered you to do so. What did he say? He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria until the ends of the earth. Now, I want you to see why this is important or why he said this. In verses 4 and 5, if you go up in Acts chapter 1, he says, 
while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. Now, now, now follow me with this. This is really important. We read in verse 8, Jesus told him, go do this. This is, this is what he commanded him to do. Go out, be my witnesses. That means testify, give testimony. All right, so this is about telling it. This is about talking. He says in verse 4, he says, wait. Like, don't, don't go yet. Don't go until you receive power. Then you go. Now, don't miss that. Because what Jesus was not doing, he was not sending them out in their own intellect. He wasn't sending them out in their own experiences. You know, he wasn't sending them out because who their parents were. He wasn't sending them out based off how skilled they were, how good they were. He wasn't sending them out how obedient they were to him. He was sending them out with power. Jesus is wanting to make a point to them to let them know that what I'm calling you to do, the only way it will succeed is if I'm working through you. By my spirit. So don't go out here cocky. Don't go out here arrogant. Don't go out here and think it's all about you. But you know what? That actually gives you a peace too. That gives me a peace because I know then that if I go out and I'm sharing Jesus Christ, it's not on me. My job, you know what my job is? You know what your job is? Is to just clearly articulate the message. That's your job. That's it. After that, it's between them and the Lord. The Holy Spirit will do his work. You don't have to worry about it. So that means you don't have to try to convince anybody. It's not even all, you know, it's not all about even your presentation. It it, it like blows my mind how there's so many different ways to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's so many different ways to give people the good news of Jesus. Like not every Christian is given the same method of evangelism, but every Christian is called to do it. You don't have to go share it the same way I do. Very rarely do I share the gospel the exact same way in different, you know, depending on situations I am. I've met people on airplanes or sitting somewhere and I get to talking about Jesus and the whole discussion went a whole different way than it, than it did, you know, with somebody else. If you say yes to Jesus, then he's given you a power to go out and do what he's called you to do. So as you share, he's working in you. So don't worry about it. And yeah, there are going to be times that you walk away and like, man, I wish I would have said Oh, I wish I would have said, oh, I wish it would have gone different. You never know how God is using how that conversation went. And sometimes that conversation may be an hour, that conversation may be 30 seconds. But you never know how God will use just you sharing the good news of Jesus. Because he's empowering you to do so. In Luke chapter 10, he, you know, Jesus has sent out... Um, the 70 and twos, and they came back, and they were excited, and they were like, man, we casting out demons, man, we doing miracles. They were, they were all excited about the Holy Spirit power that was working in them, and Jesus says, man, what y'all excited about that for? Don't be excited about that. Now, this sounds crazy, right? Like, if, if, I was giving, if, you, if you gave me power to do some miracles, I'm going to be excited about that. Jesus says, you excited about the wrong thing. Be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. More from Dr. Jones in a moment, but first... During this month, with your donation, you can request your copy of Youth Matter, Kingdom Development, Kingdom Impact. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how youth should understand this time in their life's development, as well as impacting the world around them to the glory of God. Go to daryljones.org 
That's D-A-R-Y-L-Jones.org to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. So many times we get distracted with the wrong stuff. He says, I want you to be focused on the salvation that Jesus Christ has brought. Don't get excited about the things that come along with walking in Jesus Christ. Be excited that God has put his name on you, that you belong to him. But there's also something else that goes along with this. Because evangelism is sharing the message. Meaning, me living well and living a good life is not sharing the good news of Jesus. Like me doing good things is not sharing the good news. The, the gospel is a message and it needs to be shared. But it's also at the same time, your witness for Christ in your lifestyle allows people to open their ears for when you do share the message. Meaning, you can tell somebody the truth of Jesus Christ, and they have deafened their ears to you because of your life. They won't even listen to the truth. Yet, when you're living for Christ, they see it, it can open ears so that when you share the message, it can clearly penetrate hearts. In 2 Corinthians, in chapter 2, he talks about how with this fragrant aroma, do you smell like Jesus? And what's interesting about that passage is he says, for some, it's a great smell. It's a smell of life. It's a smell of salvation. He said, for some, it's a smell of death, meaning smelling like Jesus can be repugnant to some people. He says, but those are the ones that's perishing. But for those that's coming to life, that's being saved, it's a great fragrance. Those coming to Jesus are going to enjoy that smell. But those that reject Jesus, they're not going to like that smell. But don't be dismayed. Remember, he's given up. He's put a power in you. He's working in you. It's not all about you. He's using you. And the last thing from evangelism is expected. Evangelism is empowered. Is that evangelism is an, it's an exercise. It's, it's an exercise. We talk about spiritual disciplines. These are things that we do. These things become our MO. This is how we just roll. It's how we do. It's how we do life. Well, it's an exercise, and like most exercises, when you first get started, it's rough. When we talk about evangelism, is that, yeah, it may be hard. It may be difficult starting out to tell somebody about Jesus. You're sitting there like, man, I don't want to get rejected. I don't want them to look at me funny. I don't think I'm weird. Look, if you, look, the world think you're weird, okay? Don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah, a lot of people think I'm weird. Then they get to know me, they're like, how you like, you love Jesus, but you're like, all right. Like, yeah, I've always been all right, but I love Jesus. I love you, too. And if you think I'm weird, cool. Cool, I'm weird for Jesus. I want you to be weird for Jesus, too. Let's be weird together. When you're sharing, it gets easier the more you do it. Like anything in life, the more you do something, the easier, the better you get at it. You learn lessons. But also, I say this is, a, this is a spiritual discipline that's helping build us in godliness because the more we do it, the more on fire we get for Christ. The more confidence I built up is in the Lord. And we become more and more Christ-like. And, and God wants to use it. God will do some amazing things through it. You know, he, he calls us in First Peter. He says, you know, we, we're always ready to give in the defense, to, to, to share the hope that's in us. Like, it, 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 he didn't say just sometimes. He says it means you're ready anytime. You know, like we talk about Marines. We talk about, you know, Navy SEALs. They ready every day. They're not getting ready. They're ready. They're always ready. The fight break out, they're ready. 
we'll, that's, that's part of our calling exercise. So we need to be training and ready so that we can be ready when it's time to be ready. Because you never know who you'll run across on a daily basis that needs to hear about Jesus. And there are people that I'll never meet. There are people that other people in here, they won't even give me the time of day. They won't even give somebody else the time of day. But you know who they listen to? They listen to you. And it's important. I shared this a while back. I, read a, I was reading a book, and a guy told a story. He said, um, this guy came into work one day. He lived in the Pacific Northwest. He came into work one day and was all excited. He had given his life to Christ and had gotten baptized. They had a baptism ser- service on Sunday morning, and he was so excited. So he came to work, and he was telling everybody, and he told his boss. And he told his, man, he told his boss, and he said, man, I, man I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I gave my life to Christ, and I'm just so excited. And I just, God has been doing some amazing things through me, and I got baptized yesterday at church. And I'm just, I just want to tell everybody. And his boss said, man, that's so exciting. He gave him a high five. I was like, man, I'm, I'm a believer, too. I'm a Christian, too. I'm so excited to hear that. And the employee got upset. He, he looked at him. He was mad. He was livid. And he said, dude, why didn't you tell me you were a believer? And he said, what do you mean? I, I, I thought, you know, I thought, you know, you saw how I worked and you saw how I treated other people. I thought, you know, I was communicating. He was like, no. He said, for the last two years, I've been rejecting Jesus because I thought I could have a good life like you did because I thought you didn't know Jesus and you live a good life. Why didn't you tell me two years ago? Man, I was, I was reading this and I was blown away because he was saying, I watched somebody live a good life. And I thought I could do it, too, and I didn't need Jesus. Only to find out they knew Jesus and didn't tell me. He's like, I've been believing a lie. There may be somebody around you that may be in that same space. That they're striving and they're trying. And they find out it's not working. It's not working. I'm trying. I'm doing these things, and it's not working. I'm trying, and I'm doing, and I'm doing the best I can. And if I can only do the best I can, where Jesus came to take away the best I can mentality, because the best you can is a failure. We lean on his best, which is what he's accomplished. Somebody's waiting on us. And we be sitting here and thinking like, man, I, I want to get, get started. How I do this? I, I got something for you. I want you to make opportunities to share the gospel. Now, that, that's, that, that, that can be hard. I want you to make opportunities. I want you to create opportunities. The other day, I was, had somebody with me, and I showed him. I said, look, I'm going to start a conversation with this person. I'm going to see where it go. I'm going to start it. So I walked up to him, and just so happened, they had some, some hurricane gear on. And you know, I'm a cane. And I was like, man, I see you you doing it. You representing, man. Go canes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, that was my end. We started talking. We started talking. And I'm sitting there the whole time praying. I'm like, Lord, open up a window where we can get to you. Like, we can talk about, you know, if we can get to life. Because I didn't want to just talk about, look, I love football. I don't want to talk about no football. I didn't want to talk about Miami. I saw they were fans, so we had a point of connection. What I want to get to, do you know Christ or not? Now, I don't even know where it's going to go. And it may not always go there. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. We're just looking for opportunities. And I know, I know we live in a culture where we're the most connected we've ever been and we're the loneliest we've ever been. Everybody's on their devices and nobody talked to anybody. They got hit, people put headphones on, they're not even listening to music. They just don't want you to talk to them. But creating opportunities, nothing I said, don't buy into the no time excuse to fulfill the Great Commission. Somebody be like, I don't, I don't have the time. No, you do. But, there, but there's a fear. And you got to, 2 Timothy 1. Seven says, we haven't been given a spirit of fear. You may translate it, that Greek word, cowardice. But we've been given us power, 
love, and a sound mind. So if, when you feel fearful, that's just Satan trying to intimidate you to not share Jesus. Don't mind until I don't have time on that, that fear. Uh, start at home. If you got family, start at home. You got kids, you know, make sure you're pouring the gospel until they get to know Jesus. Go on church missions. When the church goes out, I'll share many times with you all. I say, hey, when we go out and go evangelize, come with us. You don't have to say a word. Just stand there and watch and pray. I need you standing next to me praying when I start talking to somebody. But go along. Go on church missions. Go on evangelism. Ask people to pray for them. You know, uh, evangelistic serving. We go out and we washing cars and we do that and we want to share the good news. Those are different ways. Sometimes sharing the gospel, you may not feel as comfortable, but you got some friends that you, you're one of those people that gather people. You know, have some friends over and have a time where it could be somebody else that's good at talking about the gospel. And that's a time we can sit around and then we can open up opportunity to share the good news. But it's creating spaces and opportunities for people to hear about Jesus. You know, this, this message that we carry is one that's, it's about eternity. Eternity hangs in the balance. All of eternity hangs in the balance. And we're talking about lives at stake. When we think about the gospel, I want you to think about these three R's. I want you to think about reconciliation, restoration, and reestablishment. Reconciliation, God has reconciled us back to him through Jesus Christ. That relationship was broken. He's reconciled us back unto him. Restoration, he's restoring created order. So all the stuff we see going on in the world between each other and, and all the mess, he's restoring all that to his intention. And then reestablishment, he's reestablishing his rule, his kingdom. That's what the gospel is. Now, I'm going to help you out. I want you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something with you, and this is something you can, you can practice. I want you to think through these stages as you share. All right. This is not cookie cutter, and every conversation may not go like this, but I'm going to give you some things to say when you're presenting the gospel. If you get to really share the gospel of Jesus Christ, like what is this good news? You can share like this. It starts with God's design. Like God is creator of all. And he had an intended design and how he wanted his creation to function. But we see brokenness. We see brokenness. We see relationships broken. We see brokenness in our own bodies, in our own minds. We see all that's going on. And there's so much confusion with who God is. We even see brokenness between humanity and God. There's separation. And what we see in that brokenness and in that separation, we see humanity trying to fix it. We try to fix it. We try to uh, self-medicate, whether that be through pleasure and, and drugs, alcohol, sexual immorality, whether we, uh, if I can chase and just get this career or this prestige or if I can get enough money and if I can get enough stuff, we're trying to fix it. Or if I can be smart enough and I can come up with a way of thinking that makes me feel good or seem superior and we feel that brokenness that creates further brokenness and further separation. That's humanity's fix, but there's God's fix. There's God's answer. God sent Jesus Christ to live a perfect life. To die the death that we deserve because of our sin that brought about the brokenness. We sinned against God. We rebelled against God. We went against his word. We went against his way. But he's sent a savior to pay for our sins. And this Jesus rose from the dead just like he said he would. He died for me and you, and he rose from the dead to prove our sins are forgiven and that he is Lord. He ascended back to heaven, and we got this time now to live 
for Christ, to walk out the purpose God has intended for us to start to walk in that design that God intended. So what's the call? If that's God's answer, God is calling all of us to trust Jesus, to trust Jesus with everything as our Lord, as our Savior. He's done it all for us. We don't have to earn God's favor. We don't have to earn God's forgiveness. I don't have to try to make God happy. I just trust Jesus. And from that, he's calling us to live for him till he returns. Make Jesus Lord of your life. Submit to him and you will see God blow your minds in this life with the promise of the life to come. That's the gospel, y'all. That's the gospel. That's what God has accomplished through Jesus Christ. And that's the message we carry. And that same message that saved you, God wants to use that message through you to save somebody else. I'm going to tell you this. You'll have no greater joy than to seeing somebody you know say yes to Jesus and you were part of sharing that good news. You don't have to be only. You share that good news. You bring them to church. You bring another friend. But to see God use you to save somebody else, you'll have no greater joy in this life other than your salvation in Jesus. And as we're calling people to trust Jesus, Jesus is calling his people to trust him in doing this. So don't be scared or dismayed. Trust Jesus, and he'll use you for his glory. Amen? Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the current series, Living Well, where Dr. Jones teaches about the spiritual disciplines that build spiritual maturity, which ultimately leads to Christ-like living. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of Dr. Jones's book, Youth Matter, Kingdom Development, Kingdom Impact. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.